What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the NFL podcast. We are going through every game like we do every week. We're giving out some picks that we have locked in, some games and how we feel about them. And then we're also talking about the passing of John Madden and a tribute to him. I hope you like this episode, and let's go. Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is December 31st, New Year's Eve, NFL edition. We are back after the holiday break. How are you doing today, good sir? I'm fantastic. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. How are you? Doing just lovely now that we're getting to the end of the week. College football playoffs are about to roll in. The NFL is getting ready for their playoff run here. It's just, it's a sad time because things are starting, football starting to wind down, but it's also a very fun time because the games are electric to say the least. Yeah, it, it is sad because you're, you're looking at the board and you're like, some of these games are so meaningless for both of these teams. You're like, oh, we're getting to that point in the season where you know I got to watch meaningless games. But um, yeah, some of these games are also huge and we're getting to some competitive games here in the playoffs soon. So I'm excited. Yes, very much so. It, it's interesting trying to handicap them, especially, I mean, now we got the cl- COVID cluster that is like, mm-hmm. I'm not, we're going to go through every game like we do every week, every week, but there's like two picks that I'm like, just lock it in now. But outside of that, like, I'm not locking anything until day of because with COVID, like half the league could get it tomorrow and, you know, the whole thing could be shut down. So it makes it real fun to try to try to do a podcast and handicap games ahead of time, to say the least. Yeah, it's definitely difficult. Uh, we've seen COVID just, just rampage across, you know, basically every, you know, professional sports league and, you know, the world. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, makes it, it makes it pretty hard. It's, it's kind of fun, but also it kind of sucks. Correct. Yep. But thankfully, the NFL is sort of getting with the times. They're they're adjusting things ish on the fly. Maybe not the fastest to it, but they are adjusting, which has been a godsend to say the least. Um, Before we hop into the NFL, we do have college football playoffs. Any takes? I mean, we I already did the college football show, but any one? Do you like the games on New Year's Eve? And two, do you have any takes for the games that our listeners might be interested in? Um, Personally, I prefer I'd prefer if they put these games on Saturday. I'm a little hundred percent. Yeah, I think everyone's kind of wondering what's going on with that. Um, nothing, you know, nothing major. I think the the Bama Cincinnati game is going to be real interesting because some people are like, since he's got this, and other people, you know, are just you know, Bama's going to you know mop the floor with them. So I don't have any hard takes. I, I'm leaning towards Bama, but rooting for Cincy. Um, but I'm excited for it. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I... To sum up, for those of you who didn't listen to the college football show, essentially UC has to play the greatest game of their life to even stay within within the number, I think. Like, Bama is definitely flawed, which people, I think, forget because they just wiped the floor with Georgia. Um, But they are still a flawed team. But four weeks to prepare Nick Saban going against a team that just cannot rotate bodies. Like, they just have to play the greatest game they've ever played. Mostly Desmond Ritter has to play the greatest game he's ever yeah. played at quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, pretty much, this could get out of control fast. Um, I did learn last or yesterday when I was doing research for it, double-digit favorites in the college football playoff, 4-2 and two against the spread, 6-0 and oh straight up. So the numbers are not in wow. UC's favor, to say the least, uh, based off history. So we'll see. But I am very – I'm excited that a, a non-Power 5 got in just to change it up yeah. a little bit. Just see something different. Like, what if, what if they're amazing? Yeah. I mean, th- there is a possibility. <laughs> the secondary for UC is elite. So there is there is yeah. definitely a possibility. Um, I do also think UC, I, I need to look it up because I've now mentioned it twice, but I believe I saw earlier in the week that they're wearing their black uniforms 
Alabama's in their white. Right. That's a little bit of an edge. Like, the maroon's a scary thing to look across and see maroon. White? Nah, no, you're all black. That is look good, feel good, play good. So that's a little edge right there. That's a point towards the spread. I agree. The, the jer- jersey play there, I agree. Jerseys do have an impact. Uh, yes. I wish the NFL would do a little bit better job with that, um, to be honest. We oh, need to yeah. change our NFL jersey rules. There are some teams that could have some sweet jerseys if we, we opened it up a little bit more. Um, all right. I remember no. years ago. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I remember years ago I was watching a South Carolina game against Tennessee on Halloween, and Tennessee came out, all black jerseys, uh, orange helmet. I said, game's cooked. <laughs> USC's going down. They got crushed. Yeah. Tennessee just went out all over them, and the jerseys were so fresh. I was just like, yeah. It's a legit it. thing. Like, the Dion said it best. Look good, feel good, play good. I think that was Dion, right? Yeah. Um, I think so, yeah. It's a true thing. And sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The we lost a little internet power there, but yeah, you're 100 percent right. Like it is, it's it's a it's a thing. I wish we could get in the NFL. Like the Bengals could have sweet alternates with the helmets they have and like going all black or all. Oh my god! Like that's a team where I'm like the jerseys that they could do there would be. Whew. Um. Yes. All right, let's talk some games though. Um, interesting board, tough board. I think the, the game we start off with. There's no Thursday night football. We got Raiders Colts. Lines at seven, over under 44 and a half. The Colts putting it together. The Raiders faltering towards the end. This was something we saw in the pre- in, when we talked about it preseason where the Colts, they had the potential to just be a really solid, solid football team if everything started to work. They're dealing with some injuries, but they are showing to be a solid football team. What do you think of this game? And is this number doable for the Raiders or do we think Colts just roll here? Uh, see... It's tough because obviously, you know, the Colts, they're dealing with, you know, COVID issues. Um, you know, a lot of teams are. Yep. Um, these are two, I mean, the Raiders, I'm not going to say they're bad. They're an eight and seven team, so they're a decent team. They're two good teams here. The Colts, though, they just seem to have it way more together. I think they just have way more firepower, the offensive line there, Jonathan Taylor. I just can't see the Raiders with what we've seen in the month of December where they can offensively keep up with a team like the Colts. Um, I know seven is kind of it's kind of large, um, but I, I truly just think due to the firepower the Colts have and just their ability to control the clock, I, I yep. expect them to really win time of possession here. Um, so I, I'll take them minus seven. I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I think the Colts' ability just to drain you of life with their run game and their grind of ground and pound yeah. system is just it's daunting if they get up against a Raiders team, this matchup specifically. And Carson Wentz, I think we've seen Frank have a little bit more trust in Wentz. He's been giving him more on his plate. He's been playing decent. Um, Pittman's been great um, this season. The defense is rounding someone into shape. It's interesting. I mean, Quentin Nelson is on COVID list, which is, that's a loss. Um, there's yeah. the there's the clip of Frank very excited about, not because he has it, but because he wants to overcome it like a psychopath. I would not be excited to learn that my best offensive lineman had COVID, but whatever, Frank. <laughs> Another thing I have not been watching. I don't know if you have been watching the HBO uh, Hard Knocks midseason, but yeah. like oh. the most pointless thing ever. Like I haven't even thought, not one week outside of the first week it was on has it gone by that I've thought, you know what I want to watch this week? Hard Knocks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I actually logged into HBO Max last night, and it popped across the top. I was like, down, <laughs> like, you know, wasn't watching that. Yeah, exactly. Like, we have actual football on virtually every day yeah. of the week. Like, I don't I don't need this. 
Nah. <laughs> We're not starving for football, and that's why Hard Knocks is such a great thing to begin with. But whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I really have on this game. Um, I don't really have much much else. Giants Bears minus seven, five and a half over under thirty seven and a half. One of the funniest clips of the NFL season. I don't know if you saw it, but <laughs> the mics picking up in the Bears game. And after further review, we still suck, <laughs> which yeah. was perfect. Um, perfect. This game is poo-poo. Like, I-, I could care less about this game, to be honest. I know that's probably not great to be saying on an NFL podcast, but I, I really have zero yeah. interest in this game whatsoever. Let's face the fact here, Nate. This is a-, a betting podcast, and this is a week where we have no buys. So th- there's a lot. There's a big slate here. We don't need to stay on this game too long. Um, I-, I don't think the... God, these teams both suck so much. I just don't think the Bears are good enough to where it's like we can, you know, I can confidently say they're going to win by six points. So I guess I'll take the Giants. Correct. That's that's exactly my read. It's simply the fact that I don't have, I have zero confidence that the Bears won't exact yeah. vomit all over themselves in an end of the game situation and like keep this within a field goal. Then I hate the five and a half number. It's an eyesore yeah. on the board to say the least. But yeah, no, I have zero faith in this brain trust that they put together in Chicago to to be competent enough to cover this number against a terrible Giants team, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrible team. Um, another bad game. Bucks Jets. Lines thirteen over under forty five and a half. This gets said all the time because obviously what Tom Brady's doing at his age is insane. But this caught my eye today. Zach Wilson and Tom Brady are exactly, they were born on the same date, exactly 22 years apart. Incredible that they are a perfect 22 years apart, and the difference between them two playing at this level is just, I mean, it's just baffling when you hear things like this. Uh, but the number's 13. This is a tough one. The Bucks, the Bucks final, or wrapped up the NFC South. They're really playing for playoff positioning. You know, Brady's a very competitive guy. This team is filled with competitive individuals. Obviously, they're in the NFL. That's a, kind of a dumb statement. But there is a concern of how long do they keep guys in? Do they play a full game? Is there maximum effort here? Do you think the Jets can keep the 13 number within the 13 number? Or do you think the Bucks just kind of steamroll? Uh, I, I lean towards the steamrolling, but obviously, you know, you brought up some concerns there, especially with the, you know, the injuries that have recently been taking taking place for Tampa Bay, you want you want to think they're going to be real careful here? One would hope. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure you're hoping. Um, you know, so I think a backdoor is possible, but that that's tough, man. It's just such a big spread. I actually do lean with your boys, though. I, I kind of take them, you know, winning by two touchdowns. I do, too. As long as the number stays within 14, I, I think the lean is bucks, but I am of the opinion that, you know, even if we get to a slightly comfortable lead, I don't care about playoff seating. Last year, I know they're two different teams. Yeah. The injuries are very concerning for a deep playoff run. But like last year, we did not have home field advantage until the Super Bowl. We ran right. through it. It's fine. Now, granted, it was a COVID year. You know, home field advantage probably didn't matter as much outside of just pure rest because you had to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like I'm not all that worried about it. I would rather try to. <laughs> Given what the season has been in injury concern, I would rather wrap everybody in bubble wrap and throw in a, the practice squad onto this game than have Tom Brady and this crew be out there for full a full four quarters. Like, play the first half so they don't get rusty or whatever, or if it's really close, let them do whatever. But, like, I'm down for just pulling these guys as soon as possible. But, yeah, I'd lean Bucks. Also, fun little fact, Bucks have yet to lose with A.B. in the roster, so... 
little. I think there's a, a, a very. Are you serious? Sh- yeah, yet to lose when he has played. Wow. Uh, play. I should say, not on the roster. Yeah, ha- yeah is undefeated you. while seeing time on the field. <laughs> yeah, act, active on the roster. Yes. Yes. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Now he's only played in I think seven games or something yeah. like that. So not a ton, but still. It is I think there's a reason for those people that were surprised that the Bucks kept him around. One, you clearly don't understand the Tom Brady A B love affair that they have for yeah. each other. Yeah. And two, uh Bruce understands the importance of having great depth at every position. So yeah, we're not letting him go. Why would you? That'd be crazy. No, be stupid. Um, all right. Falcons, Bills, another giant spread. 14 and a half. Over under is 44 and a half. I know the Bills put in work against the Patriots, nailed that bet this past weekend. Do we think the Bills are slightly overrated, though, or do we think we have a good understanding of what the Bills are? Because I, I I feel like there's a pretty good split of people who overhype the Bills mm-hmm. and then I'm in more of the camp of they're good. I thought they'd be better this year. I wouldn't get your hopes up if I was a Bills fan for a deep playoff run. No, I probably wouldn't either. They, to me, they're kind of just a bunch of underachievers right now. Um, kind of lump them in that maybe it's slightly better than the Chargers type ca- category. Um, Fair. But th- this game in particular, though, with Atlanta going up to Buffalo, I don't know what the weather is. I'm guessing cold. I don't really know. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, a safe bet. I know it's going to be cold in Lambeau, so I feel like Buffalo is probably also going to be cold. I know yeah. different parts of the country, but similar uh, yeah. Latin, whatever line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you go across on the map. It's like, yeah, they're they're about just as north. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming it's going to be frigid and miserable. And this Bills team, they they know they need some wins here. I mean, they're nine and six. They're, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're first in their first in the AFC East, but still um, they, uh, they need to, you know, cushion. They need to get these wins where they, they have guaranteed wins like this type of game. I kind of, this strikes me as one of those bills, just blowout games where they like put up 45 points and Falcons put up like 13, 14 points. Um, they're just, they're kind of reeling. They're not very good. Um, even though they're, what are they? Are they like, are they seven and eight in Atlanta? Which is crazy to me. Um, but they're just, they're not good. I, I could see Buffalo just steamrolling them here. 100% agree. Um, just on the weather update, uh, high of 32, low of 17 with snow showers. So at 18 mile per hour winds is the prediction right now. It is weather, can change whenever. But yeah, I think the dome team from Atlanta is going to have a bit of an issue there. <laughs> I think that's a, a fair analysis on your part. They are 7 and 8, which has been surprising for, uh, they have exceeded their talent pool. Um, is what I would say because it is when you look at the roster, it is not an extremely talented roster, um, but they're getting decent production. Cordell Patterson has been outstanding oh, yeah. this year. Um, so, in Kyle Pitts, graded out as one of the top uh, rookies against single coverage. I think he comes in second behind Jamar Chase on PFF scale. Um, so they're getting good production out of the guys they do have, but it's not a very deep or talented. I'm with you. Like the other problem is too, is their season's basically over. We know in the NFL teams, if they get into a dogfight or if things start to snowball, these teams that are kind of just floundering tend to throw in the towel. <laughs> um, so I'm with you. I could see an absolute ass kicking, um, in the making for this game. 
All right, a game that we will probably spend a little bit of time on. I know you do have an opinion on this. This is your team game. The number, I believe, has moved. I thought it opened a little bit higher. It's three and a half right now, over under 45. Football team is the underdog here. What are your thoughts going into this game in the NFC East battle? I'm actually surprised by this spread. I really am. Um, You kind of just brought up, you kind of just described Washington when you could just describe it in Atlanta where you're like, we're a floundering team and when just things start to get bad at this point in the season, it just kind of just really just goes downhill. Um, this team, I mean, a lot of bad things are happening just even off the field. Um, you know, one of our safeties, Shazer Everett, he got in a car crash. His girlfriend died, you know, just tragic, you know, not like anything, you know, malicious. Um, that happened. Um, Montez Sweat, his brother was just killed here in Richmond, actually, on Tuesday. Super sad. Um we had COVID going through the entire team. Uh, we got Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne trying to fight on the sideline. Uh, yeah. Just things are really unraveling for this team. The past two weeks, uh, two games, one of them, including the Eagles who are playing right here, we've given up over 1,000 yards on defense. Um, I just, I don't see where we keep this close. I know we're getting people back from COVID, and that'll help. And the Eagles actually, they have some people going on the COVID list, but still, I just, I don't see where we can stop the run, even without Miles Sanders out there. This team, like I said, has given up over a thousand yards the last two weeks on defense. I just, it's just going real downhill for this team right now. Uh, so, I, I kind of think we get we get blown out a little bit. Yeah, I think this has the makings for a blowout. Uh, I'm glad you yeah. said it. I did not want to be the first one to throw it out there. Um, yeah. The public is behind Philly, which, you know, the public is sometimes right here. Um, we're not going to bash the public-wise. I think 63% is currently on them. Um this does feel because the Eagles have that weird ability to like just randomly show up and look like a super competent football yeah. team out of nowhere. And then the next week they just look trash. But to your point, I think the football team is in that area where the expectations were high. They clearly did not meet their expectations defensively. Offensively, it got off to a rough start with Ryan Fitzpatrick going down. Heineke had a stretch where he was looking really good. That's come down he's come back down um to his yeah. medium um and yeah this is one of those things where i could just see things imploding very quickly like if this game if the eagles get out quickly which is possible as long as nick sirianni and jalen hurts don't throw up all over themselves um this snowballs very quickly and so i would take the three especially if you're not getting a hook on it um now FanDuel has it as a hook if your book isn't got a hook on there I definitely take the three I still take it a three and a half but I'm I'm a little bit more confident with the three number there (laughs) yeah I mean I'm with you but even four dude I'm I'm feeling pretty confident (laughs) it's fair yeah I think it opened at four and a half um I would have been taking that as well this is one of those bets this is one of the bets this week that I am I, I don't love putting in bets early but is one where like I Outside of a major COVID outbreak on the Philadelphia Eagles, I think that right. this should be a... If they don't win this game, oh, just burn down the organization in Philadelphia. <laughs> burn it down. That would be a bad L for them. Yes. At this point in the season. Yeah. Very bad. All right. chiefs Bengals over under 51. Number is 55, which is a little higher than I thought it was going to be. Um, I had this about three, which is interesting. What do you make of this game? Because this game has some interesting angles. I think there are two very big mismatches in the Chiefs' favor here, but what do you make of this game? Can you give me your lines again? I got five and a half. Bengals okay, are yeah. underdogs. Over-unders 51. Is I'm okay. going off FanDuel, by the way. So For some reason, I thought you said over-unders 55. I heard you wrong. 
I don't know. Um, anyways, I may have said that. It's um, it's been a it's, it's been a long week. I, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this is tough because I, I think this is this could be a really really good game. Um, it's I, I'm gonna it'll be interesting to see Jamar Chase against that secondary. Um, it's the Chiefs are rolling to it. They've won I, I want to say seven straight six at least seven probably seven. And I just I think the Bengals. <laughs> I love this team. I love watching them. I think you're with me on that. I oh yeah. They're not quite ready. Um, it's a huge, it's a not a huge number, but it's a relatively big number at five and a half, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little confident here with the chiefs just based on, you know, where we are in the season, they're rolling. Um, I think since he's a good team, but I, I just think KC here, just where they are is probably going to be able to cover. I think that's pretty fair. I think KC has obviously had some major concerns this season, but they're rounding into shape. Like the offense is starting to look more like what we expect. The defense is definitely rounding in shape, which we've been. I don't know. That's been crazy. They, I mean, just turned it on their heads real quick. (laughs) Real bizarre. Um, I think there are two big mismatches in the Chiefs' favorites. I am going to. I haven't looked at the Kelsey receiving yards, but the Bengals can't cover a tight end to save their lives. Um, we saw it with Mark Andrews last week. We've seen it throughout the season. They get absolutely mauled by tight ends defensively. Um, so his prop is going to be something I'm looking in. And then the head coaching advantage is heavily in in the Chiefs' favor here. Um, I am not a Zach Taylor fan. I think that he is going to ruin what could be one of the most exciting teams in the coming years. We talked about it a little bit on the College Football Podcast because I had a Bengals fan on in, in Liddell, but like this is a team that has so much talent under rookie deals and early into their rookie deals that like they have a window yeah. of opportunity to really maximize here. And if and I just I don't feel like Zach Taylor is the guy to do it. Now he's young and he's learning from his mistakes on the fly. Hopefully he can get up to snuff, but I think the talent, especially at the skill positions, has been bailing him out. Joe Burrow, PFF has him as the number one quarterback with a clean pocket. God, if the Bengals invest in, a, in an offensive line, this could this team could be real trouble in the future for the NFL. Um, Jamar Chase is going to be an awesome matchup. I just, I think that to the I think the edge is just so heavily in the favorite from a coaching standpoint. And I think the offense is just rounding into shape. It could be a wildly interesting game. And this could be a lot closer. Like I said, I thought this was th- should be about three. But even at five, I would lean more Chiefs. I think if you took the Bengals ticket, you have a chance there. Um, I just fear that when it comes down to it, the be- Zach Taylor is going to fail the Bengals more than the Chiefs will. And they also haven't been able to guard running backs out of the backfield this season. The matchup, I think, is more favorable to the Chiefs. Um, and I said the perfect encapsulation of why Zach Taylor is just not ready for the job was the overtime game, what, two weeks ago? Joe Burrow, at the end of the, I think the week, he was the number one rated quarterback that week, took the ball completely out of his hands in overtime. Like, your best player, one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, playing-wise, took the ball out of his hands. Like, what are you doing? Like, he did own the mistake, but it's just like, the moments just get too big for Zach Taylor right now. Um, and I have a feeling that could happen here, but this is going to be an awesome game. One of the better games this week. Yes, I agree. Awesome game. Um, all right, Jack's Pats. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> we said it, I think, the most obvious. I Here's the thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know people in the NFL are smart, but I don't understand how dumb they can be because I don't understand. I think everybody in the world knew that that Urban Meyer hire 
and the team they put together was going to be an absolute atomic bomb disaster. And that's what it has been. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand how people are like that stupid in the NFL. I just, I don't get it. Um, and this is a bad game for them. A bad matchup. A, a team that I got to imagine is barely going to show up. Trevor Lawrence stinks right now. I was never really that high on him coming to the NFL. I thought he'd be better, but like, he is just yeah. bad. Granted, yeah. the talent around him is trash. Um, and the coaching staff has not helped at all in his development. This is a bad game for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but 16 and a half is a big number. It is a big number, um, but you said it best. This team is bad. Um, in my opinion, they're the worst team in the NFL. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't think there should be like any like, question about Texans that. Texans are not uh, too far behind, but Jacksonville is. I mean, they can't even tie their shoelaces together correctly. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And it's even funnier that they're in the same division. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, <laughs> that whole division, most of our lives, that division has been a disaster. Division. So happy. Washington pl- – Washington plays that division next season. Yes. Terrible. Terrible. We have a next season. I'm, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, and they're going up to New England, uh, you know, the New England defense. New England's coming off of a loss. Um, but it's such a huge spread. Um, uh, it's hard for me to even – I probably honestly think New England will cover. I, I really do because I don't think Jacksonville's going to get more than 10 points. Um Jacksonville might get like 10 points and it's still maybe an under. It, it's a terrible game. <laughs> it's a truly terrible game. Like, <laughs> it's an absolute disaster. 16 is tough for me to take. I will not be betting this game whatsoever. Yeah, no, no. But yeah. I don't think anybody should. But if you want a side, it's just... The, like, the Patriots aren't exactly a team that is built to just light it up. Like, they want to no, run the ball. Not. And they want to keep Mac Jones within a, a, a very safe kind of zone and they play a a style of defense that kind of suffocates you when you're playing a team like Jacksonville that can't really take advantage of the weakness of the Patriots yeah but I can also see like you said I don't know if Jacksonville scores 10 points here so if that's the case like I could see I could see the Patriots putting 26 up on this Jacksonville like yeah or 27 Uh, like uh, it, it's tough. Like I, I don't have a good read on this, and I'm not gonna bullshit the the viewers. Like it's a terrible number. It's a big number. I hate it. Like my principal system would be like just take the Jags, but like I, mm. I, I don't know. I just I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> just where I fall on it right now. <laughs> I understand. Um. All right. This game is. It has my interest. It, it, my ears are, are yeah. perked up for the Dolphins Titans game. Yeah. Lines three and a half, over under 39 and a half. Where are you at with this one? I mean, I think we all have to love Dolphins three and a half here. I, like, how could we not? Um, this team's rolling. Uh, Tennessee, yeah, you know, record wise, they're, they're a good team, but just I look at that Tennessee offense and not one person scares me one bit. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> not one yes. bit. I mean, AJ Brown has ability, but eh. Yeah, he finally showed up in the last game there. Um, but they just no one on that team scares me. Um, so I take Miami. I'm tempted to take them on the money line. Even I, I may dabble. We'll see about that. But I mean, I love them. I mean, especially you're gonna give me a hook here, three and a half. Give me Miami all day. They're rolling. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Um, yeah, let's go with them. Hundred percent agree with that. Um, one. Do you think? And I haven't seen a ton of this, but 
I kind of think Brian Flores should be getting more recognition for potentially coach of the year. Now, I'm not saying he should win coach of the year, but he should be in the conversation. I mean, this team, what, started one in seven, and they've won their last seven now? And granted, it's not been the greatest teams they're beating here, but still, like, the complete turnaround has been this team, when you pop on the film week one versus now, it is a completely different team, night and day type of situation. Yeah, I mean, he should get some recognition. I agree, probably should win, but some recognition, yeah. I mean, he really turned this team around. We were, I remember when they were 1-7, and seven, we were talking about on here that they might be the worst team in the NFL. Correct. Yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. And they identified offensively, like, hey, we need to play to two of strengths. To their credit, they've done it. They get the ball out of his hands super quickly. Waddle is an electric factory. Um, it's very kind of quick read offense. Let's get the ball out. We have a weak offensive line. We have a quarterback that does really well in kind of getting that ball out quick of his hands, using some RPO. Like The offense is now starting to roll. It looks a little bit better. Tua looks way more comfortable. It doesn't look like he's overloaded. Um, now, you the Titans could bait him here and the Titans have got a good enough defense. But to your point, the offense, without Derrick Henry, I know Ryan Tannehill has this game circled as a revenge game for him, but like this offense is just flat without Derrick Henry, yeah. in my opinion. Like, sure, they can have moments where they shine, but consistently, like, no. Like, I, I yeah. It's it, bad. Yeah, it really is. Like they, It was a team that I was excited about with Derrick Henry just to see what they could do. I didn't have any aspirations that they were going to go to the Super Bowl or anything, but mm-hmm. they were a lot more fun. It, w- it was a lot more like, oh, this team can pull out some games out of the hat with Derrick Henry yeah. as a threat and being able to play play action off that. Ryan Tannehill is a completely different quarterback with that. But without him, it's just, yeah, it's, it's flat water. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I like Dolphins. I, I'm also thinking about dabbling in the money line. This is one of those games where, though, I am going to wait because, like, one COVID thing could flip this game completely on its head. But um, yeah. uh, I am I might be dabbling money line with the Dolphins as well. Yep. In a game that, out of the schedule of games, had some interest for me. Rams-Ravens. I, this is a game... I don't know where you're at with it, but I am ready, like have Raven or not Ravens, Rams input it on my screen, like about to just hit send on a bet. Minus four and a half, over under 46 and a half. Because one, I have no I saw the video of Lamar this week at practice. I have zero hope that he's playing. And so the number doesn't reflect that yet. If he does play, I think this number moves. If he doesn't play, the number moves. So I'd grab it right now. You don't know if Huntley's gonna play. And the Rams, while Stafford's been struggling, that defense quietly has become very good again. I don't see how the Ravens win this game. Or maybe they keep it on a field goal, but I don't even think they can do that against this team. No, I really don't either. I understand, you know, West Coast team coming over to the East Coast. You know, that does have somewhat of an impact a lot of times. But still, and like you said, that video of Lamar, I mean, if Lamar... I almost thought he was trolling. I didn't even know. (laughs) It's true. Is this for real? And if it is for real... It would be irresponsible of the Ravens to play that man. He is not good to go. Um, the defense, the Rams, you know, they have, they'll get after you. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I don't think this is really worth it. Um, so I'm with you. I think, you know, place your bet now potentially because that this number could really get way different. Um, I don't see where any – I mean, obviously, you know, things can happen to the Rams, but I don't really see where this number could, you know, screw you over if you – place a Rams bet now almost I mean obviously you know Stafford that would be huge that would suck yeah but like I don't really you know I, I think the number is more likely to go in the you know the Ravens favor in terms of getting to be a bigger line yeah so I think you kind of got to lock the Rams down 
100% agree. Because if Lamar's out, this number is moving. If Lamar's in, he isn't going to be able to do anything. Like I said, and let, let, like you said, unless he was trolling us, doing a little sportsmanship, putting on a show for the cameras to say he's less than 100% and, like, like you said, irresponsible to play. But if he is that way and they play him, truly that way, that's going to be a disaster. Like, that, that's an yeah. enormous liability. So, like, yeah, I just, outside of, like, Stafford, like, Stafford's the one player in watch. Now that we're saying it, we're going to, like, speak it into existence. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> outside of Stafford getting COVID, I just don't see how the Rams don't win this by, like, a touchdown. And Stafford has played pretty poorly, to say the least, yeah. these last couple yeah. weeks. The old man Stafford is coming out big time yeah. here. But the defense for the Rams has quietly really shown up, and I just... Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think there's going to be much the Ravens can do here. At all. Um, let's talk about a team that's really just, I mean, a roller coaster ride of emotions. Chargers, minus six and a half, over unders 46. They're playing the Broncos, a defense that also has been very good, but that offense stinks. Oh. <laughs> We're getting the Drew Locke show this week, I believe. Uh, how are you making this game? Because, like I said, Chargers, emotional roller coaster ride. The Broncos, great defense or good defense, but offense. <sighs> Plug your nose and hope you can't smell the stench from from here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, you know, like a lot of times in the NFL is like the season progresses, you know, the offense has improved, but then they kind of just like almost climax and just barrel out. That's what's happening to this team. Um, their quarterbacks cannot get their receivers the ball. They have good receivers, um, yep, and they can't get them the ball. Um, I like Drew Locke's arm talent to maybe have a better chance of getting them the ball, but also he's just not going to take care of the ball. Um, <laughs> yes. it's, really just a, it's a situation they got there. Um, and then Teddy's <laughs> just not going to, you know, make a challenging throw, but he's going to take care of the ball. So it's just, it's a shit show. Um, and they already did actually kind of kick the chargers ass once this year, but I'm not really taking that into account much. I'm looking at what's recently happened. Um, I'm going to go with the chargers kind of just have a little bit of a revenge game here. Um, I just don't think the Broncos' offense can keep up. They would—they're going to need like defensive touchdown stuff like that if they want to keep up. Drew Locke, I mean, I would hate him on my team, but man, is every snap like what's going to happen? <laughs> like, is he going to throw know. the? Yeah, is he going to throw a ninety-yard touchdown bomb, or is it going to be the dumbest pick I've ever seen in my life? Like, what's going to happen? Let's play Russian roulette. He's a living Russian roulette quarterback, is what he is. Um, yeah, that's accurate. But he, it, it, the upside, like you said, is it's better with Locke, but he does not keep that whole team. Like the Broncos, we said it preseason like if they could just lock down a quarterback if Aaron Rodgers is on the move they need to do whatever they did with Peyton Manning be like we're going to give you shares in the in the team whatever it takes to get him there because if they can just get a hold of a quarterback hell even a a middling quarterback this team could be something special because like you said they have talent all over the place it's just the quarterback position because the defense is good. Vic Vangio schemes it up well. They got great talent on the defense. The offense, they've got weapons. It's literally just on the quarterback, and they just can't get that right. It's astounding, really, how much they mess it up. <laughs> yeah, especially at all. Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it goes to show. Just because you play the game doesn't mean you understand the game on that type of level. <laughs> Not at all. Look at Michael Jordan. Yep. No success as an executive. <laughs> Correct. LeBron James, little success as an executive right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I don't know what I'm going to do with that line. I'm still debating it because, <laughs> like, I like the Chargers are just such a. They're also just a team where, like, I was heavy on the Chargers. I think we both were, but like this team, 
also perfect 27.2 yards or 22 27.2 yards per game 27.2 points per game also allowing 27.4 i don't know if i've ever seen a team that close in both both categories to be honest um especially just like such high numbers yes exactly um a lot of a lot of variance there uh, um yeah. sarcastically saying but yeah it's a team like they lose to the texans but they play a close game to the chiefs and it, like they're just yeah. I don't know what to make of this team, to be honest. Um, AFC Vikings. Yeah, oh God, we're gonna get to the Vikings here in a minute, which I actually <laughs> do kind of little. And I do kind of like the value in their number, just because of the situation with the Packers. But that's a game we're gonna talk about here. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I lean Broncos just because of the spread, but I have zero comment. That's one that I'm still mulling over in my brain. Um, sorry, folks. Maybe I'll tweet it out, but I probably will. I'll probably just stay away from the game to be to be honest. But God, the, the variance in that game is just that's a roller coaster ride. Um, Texans 49ers hate this game. Just an eyesore. 12 and a half, over-unders 44. <laughs> Texans put on a show last week. Don't know how that happened. Um, I didn't watch the game. I didn't go back and rewatch the game. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It, yeah. I just took it for what it was. Like, oh, something really fucked up happened in that game. <laughs> um, and then you got the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan's a little overrated as a head coach. Jimmy G's playing quietly decent, not terrible, mm-hmm. but not going to be in this game. I think we're getting Trey Lance. Um, what do you make of this? Uh, it's going to be a tough one um, to, you know, pick. Um, yeah, I, I like the I like the Niners' ability to probably run all over this team. Yep, I, I, I do expect that. Um, you know, just Trey Lance included, you know, Debo Samuel included. Um, but I just, I don't know if I like trust, you know, like and trust their offense, especially with the rookie quarterback to cover a 12 and a half. I, I don't know, man. I, I, this is one where I'm kind of lost. I, I, I Maybe Niners, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't have a feel for it yet. Yeah, I don't have a feel for it. I, I, I like your point, though. This is a team you are going to be able to run against the Texans here. Um, yeah. I mean, they're sixth worst in the NFL when it comes to yards allowed per rush attempt um they're letting up 4.7 yards per attempt this is a team we know one of the more creative running teams in the league they can get it going especially with um kittleback trey lance gives you an extra man advantage if you do design runs with him it the problem is is I, i just don't have a lot of faith in the 49ers they should on paper cover this spread Everything leading up to this, I would go, yeah, bet the 49ers. I just have trust issues because every time I seem to bet them, they absolutely put a dagger right in my back, and then I come on here bitching and moaning about how Kyle Shanahan's overrated and how I hate the 49ers. So for the the fans of the show, I'm just going to not be on this. Read the tea leaves. <laughs> on paper, the 49ers should cover this number. But I'm not making a pick because every time I pick the 49ers, they stab me in my back. And every time I go against them, they end up covering the numbers. So I am screwed either way with this team. I, I have zero read on the 49ers this season. Yeah, I understand. A team that we do have a bit of a read on. It is like every single year. It's so funny because we, uh, we were like the week late on this where we just said, you know what? It's time to say the Cardinals are good. <laughs> And then, sure as enough, every time the end of the season rolls around, it was the same story at Texas Tech. It's followed him into the NFL. End of the season, his teams fall apart. The Cardinals are starting to fall apart. 
we are seeing height become a big issue for Kyle Murray in a couple games here. The defense is starting to play back to their medium and not overplay their potential. The offense is struggling. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys who defensively are way ahead of schedule. Like I, I put the Cowboys in the same realm. I put Michigan football team in college. I have way underestimated this team. This is a damn good football team. Maybe a little bit overhyped, but a very good team. Six is the number. Over under 51 and a half. What do you make of this game? Um, yeah, you said these Cardinals, they're just reeling like they have, you know, every season under Cliff, um, every season Cliff's ever coached in his life, it seems like. Pretty um, much. <laughs> <laughs> and just the, the offense is just not, you know, it's just not clicking as well. I know they have lost Hopkins, but it's just like, it seems like this kind of, you know, Kyler's short career, it just kind of seems like this happens in December for him. Yep. Um, which is unfortunate because I love watching Kyler. He's great. Um, but, you know, I'm obviously rooting for the Cardinals here, um, but I, I kind of like Dallas to cover. I know six is kind of large, uh, um, and I hate to be lame, but I love teasing this to a pick em, teasing yep. the over. I mean, that's, a that's I think, is a lock. Uh, you take Cowboys and over. But um, but if, you know, you want me to just, you know, pick based on the spread, I still kind of like Dallas. I think they're rolling pretty good here. Um, but I'm definitely rooting for Arizona. <laughs> 100% agree. Uh, they are going to be in my teaser this week, um, as long as Dak stays healthy throughout the week. Um, he's sort of the, the key to that whole thing. At six, still love Dallas. I mean, that Dallas defense, since getting Lawrence back, DeMarcus Lawrence, and Micah Parsons being on the edge, and what Dan Quinn is doing, is been very, very good. And I have legitimate fears for Kyler, who has been electric, but Heights coming into issue, we're seeing the offense is stale. It's not really evolving as the season goes. Defenses are figuring it out. And the pressure that they can bring and the speed that they have defensively, I think, is a good neutralizer. Look, match matches make fights. I, I have a hard time seeing how Dallas loses this game outside of Mike McCarthy throwing up on himself, which I'm still waiting for. I know it's coming. Just set your watches to it. It is coming. I can. I. I will guarantee that. But <laughs> um, I just don't know what week. So you know, it's coming. I'm not gonna. It's like the stock market. I'm not gonna try to time it. But I. I know I it's know. coming. Um, the Stay down. In. Yep. Stay in. Stay in. Um, but the uh, not fine. We are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. <laughs> Warning. But uh, basic principles. You can. You can YouTube it or not YouTube it. Google it. Um. <laughs> Probably YouTube it too. Um, yeah, I'm with I'm with you, Cowboys. I just I I, I like them as a teaser. Uh, I like it teasing the over, like you said. I just don't. I think the Cardinals. It, it struck midnight. They're turning back into the pumpkin they are. They do it every season. It sucks because, like you said, Kyle Murray's one of the most exciting players to watch when he's on. It's just this team doesn't evolve and they die late in the season, and that's been the story forever. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, pretty. Pretty much, I just want to also just add, you know, I know some sports books can't do same-game teasers, but if you have a book where you can do a same-game teaser, I highly advise it in this game. Also fair. Um, good yeah. clarification. <laughs> um, it, it varies book to book. It varies game to game sometimes. So, yeah, uh, yeah. definitely check that out. Um, a terrible game. Hate it. Oh. Makes me want to vomit. Panthers-Saints, 6.5, over-under 38. Panthers are underdogs here. I don't know how Matt Rule still has a job. I know he fired Joe Brady. Joe Brady was not the problem. Um, we talk about bad situations in the NFL. Another bad situation. Another guy that he's a program builder. 
not really building a program in the Panthers, probably should head back to the college ranks. And then the Saints, I mean, their issue is simple. They don't have a quarterback. Like that yeah. simple. Um, this is an eyesore of a game. <laughs> yeah, this game sucks. Um, <laughs> like you said, the Matt Rule homecoming, that ended real fast. Um, no one's interested in him anymore. No. Um, this team started off 3-0, and and now they're 5-10, and so they've gone 2-10 in their last 12 games. So not good, go- not things going on here. Um, and then you got New Orleans, who I'm kind of comparing New Orleans almost. They're almost like my, my Steelers team of the NFC, where I don't want to watch this team in the playoffs. I, I don't really care to watch them. They have a very good defense for the most part. Yeah. Um, but I like watching offense, and they're not even like making Alvin Kamara fun. So no. I don't want to watch this team in the playoffs, <laughs> but I will probably take them here at six and a half. Uh, they do get Taysom Hill back. Um, and like I said, the Panthers, I mean, they, they start off three, and oh, and they're five and 10. They suck. Yep. Oh, they're terrible. I mean, usually not a great sign when you're betting your, your career and your franchise on Sam Darnold. I know it's a, a friendly right. contract, but like still, even the fact that you, like he was your starting option going into the season. Not great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the edge is, this is a game edge is heavily favored into the saints from a coaching standpoint heavily favored when you look at the quarterback matchups heavily favored when you look at the Panthers offense against the Saints defense it all kind of leans Saints team I do not want to see in the playoffs like you I hate the Saints team right now as constructed they are Sean Payton is doing the best job he can with duct tape and bubble gum I don't know what kind of blackmail Taysom Hill has on Sean Payton because that man has created generational wealth um, being like a gadget player. Um, so I don't know what is the situation there, but yeah, I think everything favors the Saints in this game um, to cover yeah. this. I, I The Panthers, they have a good defense, but it, it, they're a team... They they're in the flounder category where like things start to steamroll. It's the end of the season. Players are thinking about vacation. They're like, I don't want to blow out my knee here. I don't want to get injured before the end of the season. Uh, clock straight and midnight on the Panthers. I think the Saints kind of they cover this number. Yeah, with you. Lions Seahawks. The Lions have been an absolute wagon from a covering the spread standpoint. Um, this is a team that should be in the floundering category, but because Dan Campbell is a psychopath in the best way, and I mean that in an endearing way, I don't feel like this team is ever going to give up. Um, even if they were win, actually, if they were winless, I think it'd be even more fight to try to get a win. But like, this is a team that I think has zero give up in them um, against the Seahawks team, which the downfall of the Seahawks could could be studied like in college classes about how a team really went from having the legend or the league of boom and Russell Wilson and all the talent they've had to where they are now. It's kind of sad because they should be a better team. They still have a ton of talent. They still have talent on that, that roster, but this is a game. I kind of lean lions because they just kind of fight their asses off in every game. And I know that's not like a sophisticated handicap, but it effort matters, especially towards the end of the season. Yeah, I'm with you, um, especially when, like, the Seahawks have kind of been showing a big lack of effort. Um, and talking about two polar opposites of coaches. I mean, I used to ref basketball, and sometimes the coaches would get on you sometimes, you know, depending on who the coach was, it'd be a little intimidating. Other times it would. When I see Pete Carroll yelling at officials, I laugh every time. I'm like, these refs are not afraid. Like, ah, I'm sorry, Pete. They're no. just not. You're not intimidating. You're not working the refs. No. But um, 
Yeah, it's just kind of funny, just the complete opposite of these coaches. Um, and then you got Dan Campbell, who, like you said, I mean, all these players are terrified of him, but in a great way. So they're all going to play really hard. Um, so I'm with you. Just you give me seven points to this Lions team against the Seahawks team that just doesn't really care right now. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Lions and their crazy ass coach. Correct. Yep. And, and the Lions stink. Like the like the numbers yeah. are terrible. But it, it's a pure effort play, which is not like I said the most sophisticated handicap. I mean, we could dive into the numbers if you wanted, but. I don't really need to. Like we said, we're already running a little late. Uh, but yeah, it is. And Dan Campbell looks like he could hop in the weight room and like still get a rep or two in on the field. Like the, the man's a psychopath. Um, like his coffee order alone is like, how do you not have a heart attack every day? I don't understand it. <laughs> lunatic. Yeah, absolute lunatic. In the most endearing way. I do love Dan Campbell. He is like the last Thank stand you. for football guys because we are, and it makes sense. I, I get it analytics are taking over the style of play i 100 percent get it but he is the last stand for like a true blooded football guy old school football guy in yeah. the best of ways and i do wish him success um and they've gotten some good wins purely off effort <laughs> yeah they have all right vikings packers this game's interesting because i do think there's value in the number but i hate the play um it's seven over unders 46 and a half the vikings are the most depressing team ever and this is the scenario I see. I don't know if I'm not betting money line, but this would tell me this would not be the most Vikings thing ever. They win this week in Green Bay in a tough game. And then for their playoff spot next week, they lose to the Bears. Like that feels yeah. like the most Vikings scenario in the history of the world. <laughs> That's got Vikings scenario written all over it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate them on the money line. Um, and I, I mean, I do really like them on the spread. Um, the only thing, you know, that I am worried about, you know, it's a Sunday night game, big, big time game. You know, Rodgers, you know, likes to show out because he doesn't always show out in those moments. Um, and I, I got to say with the Packers right now, in, in the NFC at least, you they're probably the most, it's almost like I don't think they're the best team, but they're like the most complete team without any weakness. Like they don't really have any glaring weakness whereas i think every you know really good team does so that's why i really like the packers um it's kind of tough for me to actually like take a pick i'd probably go with the vikings just because seven's big and the vikings have talent um and they already beat the packers this year um so i'd probably take the vikings but i do think green bay probably takes care of them you know on the win yep um I, i'm with you um my evaluation of this essentially is i think the packers are going to go to the nfc championship game and they're going to lose like they do every year with a generational Probably. quarterback well i shouldn't say yeah. generational because they had back-to-back -back, but like <laughs> for most franchises a generational quarterback and aaron Rodgers. um yeah. They'll probably go to the NFC Championship and lose. My evaluation of this game as to why I like the Vikings plus seven. I'm not betting the money line, but I could see a scenario where they win like I just laid out because it would be very Vikings. Um, they're just a I do feel bad. It's like that fan base and Jacksonville's fan base, like you can't hurt their fan base. Like they just live in misery. Like they know that there is no light at the end of the tunnel and they still show up every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Minnesota, every team in that city. Like, I mean, in Jacksonville, at least it's just like one team. Like, yeah, yeah one team sucks. But Minnesota, ooh, ooh. Rough, <laughs> rough sledding. Um, and they're yeah. goddamn passionate, too. I feel bad. I do want them to win something here. Like, maybe not win the Super Bowl. Let's not get too crazy here. I, I like my... <laughs> yeah, nah, fuck them. Yeah, nah, fuck that. <laughs> but I would like them to have a little bit more success and not be just a depressing show every day um, yeah. for my for my Minnesota friends out there. But um, mm -hmm. my evaluation is simply, this is one of those things where I don't know if he's trolling us. I don't think he is, but 
since Aaron Rodgers has apparently taken on the role of a tro. I don't know how bad that toe is, but every week I see him limping around. It's a night game. It's going to be cold as shit in Lambeau. I do wonder what his mobility will look like. The line, the offensive line's a little banged up. Zimmer loves to blitz up the middle. That is where I think there could be some issues for the Packers. But the Vikings also like to play this kind of like bend don't break defense. So like the kind of drop off passes are available. It's just, you know, can you make Rodgers uncomfortable on the toe? And then the thing I do like is Dalvin Cook should find success against this team rushing. So if you can make Rodgers uncomfortable on that toe, if it is as bad as it looks most weeks, um, and you can control the game by running the ball and not have Kirk just explode like he does every prime time. I think the value lies in the Vikings plus seven. Now, do they get the win? Mm, I don't know. It would be very Vikings of them to win and then lose to the Bears next week. But I, I, I do find value in the number seven um, for the Vikings here, and that is a bet I am locking in. Um, as long, I don't think the number will move, so I'm going to hold off until Sunday. But I, I like them at seven. Um, unless COVID hits some major player here. Yeah. To wrap it all up, Monday night, the last Monday night football game of Big Ben's career, the numbers three and a half, Browns, Steelers. Browns are favored over under 41. What do you make of this game? I think this game sucks. Yep. Um, (laughs) This is an awful game. Just two boring offenses at this point. Um, I think Miles Garrett might kill Big Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think TJ Watt might kill Baker. Um, yeah. a lot of like, I, I like the under here. Um, yep. And I, I, I'm I really hoping somehow this moves to three for Cleveland because then I feel real good. Yep. Um, but I feel much more confident on that under. Um, but I'd probably still lean towards Cleveland with three and a hook just because I know, you know, Pittsburgh's got, well, they didn't last week. Ooh, that was ugly. But Pittsburgh's got like that second half offense situation going on. Um, so I do worry a little bit about that, but I got to go Cleveland here. Yeah. Uh, and these two teams are pretty identical, which is not a good thing when you I look know. at the stats. It's <laughs> really like, are. Jesus. Um, yeah, I, I hate buying points, but like if you wanted to bet this game, I don't hate buying the point and making it three um, for the yeah. Browns. I, I I don't like that strategy. I don't implore it myself, but I don't hate it if you're somebody who wants to bet this game and getting the Browns at three, I think, presents some value there. Um, the, it's bad. I mean, these two teams, the, the Steelers stink. I mean, stink oh. out loud. And the whole situation's hilarious. Like, everything that's happened between uh, Chase Claypool, Juju situation, Big Ben wobbling like a penguin out there, (laughs) the defense being really bad when it should be way better um, because that's that's their bread and butter. They're like, we're going to play great defense? Well, you're not really. Um, I mean, TJ Watt, his health this season has clearly been a big part of why they've been bad, but still, they should. You know, you can't rely on just one player and then completely fall apart when he's not available. Um, Baker has been trash uh, for the most part. I like Baker, but I I don't know how much... Some of it is the injury, I think, for sure, but some of it's also just Baker not progressing. And the Browns are in a tough spot because when I look at it, I'm like, if I was a Browns fan, I kind of want to keep Baker because it's taken so long to even get like this level of quarterback. I know. <laughs> but it's also like 
damn, I was hoping he was going to progress this season and play better and build upon last season, and it just it hasn't happened. And yeah, I'm not they're in a bad spot. Yeah, they're in a very bad spot because I, I don't know what you do. Uh, it helped, like, obviously, Stefanski's going to have a big say in that. He knows better than anybody what level is probably injury versus Baker's pure progression because he's with him every day. But that's a, that's a head-scratcher, to say the least, in my opinion. I, I don't think it's as clear-cut because, like I said, it took them so long to get to this point to get a quarterback like that. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's not even, like, we're not even saying, like, he's phenomenal. But, like, just to get a, no. just to get a guy that you can roll out and be like, you know what? We know what we're getting, and like, there's an ability to win with him. It's very roller coastery, but like, they haven't had that in our lifetime. So, I don't know. Yeah, they're. I'm glad I'm not in that spot. No, I mean, my team doesn't even have a quarterback. I'm like, I don't want to decide on him. Yeah, true. But you're in a little bit of a better spot where you can just start drafting guys. So, like, yeah, I'd rather be in that in. spot than like, fuck, what do we do here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Hope hope to negotiate a very team friendly deal is what I would at least try to do and then go from there. That's what they gotta do. Maybe like even just like a three year deal, something like I don't know. Yep. Tough. Yep. And maybe make it heavily bonus incentive wise and less money heavy bon like heavy incentive bonuses um for yeah. perform- performance or something. I don't I don't know. That's gonna be a tough one. But yeah, I like the Browns at three. I don't hate them at three and a half. Because the Steelers, I'm just, I'm so oh. out on the Steelers team. <laughs> They're terrible. Terrible. Um, all righty, that's the board. Um, any final thoughts on the games this week or anything there? No, nothing really. I mean, obviously, a lot of this can change, but uh, big slate of games this weekend. Yeah, outside of uh, our Ram, my Rams minus four and a half. And Eagles, yeah. I think uh, everything else, I'm going to wait till game day to lock in. Things can change. Make sure you're following at Trophy Kids Pod um, for any picks we might give out there. I'd say one thing before we wrap it up, because it happened this week. We are an NFL podcast. I don't know if you want to say anything on it, but John Madden did pass away, an absolute legend of the sport. I don't know about you, but there are, I think everybody has those voices that you hear that, in, that immediately just kind of make you happy to hear. And I don't know what it is, but John Madden, every time I hear his voice, whether it's videos this week or growing up, like just happiness just like shoots through my body. Like when I hear him talk and part of that's probably because he was such a monumental part of my childhood as well as developing my love for football. Um, Hearing him call games. I don't know if there's been a better color commentator. Um, He simplified everything. He didn't make it over complicated he spoke like the average fan he was hilarious with some of his stuff i mean the introduction the talking about water coolers and the mom and dad stuff and like mm-hmm. just the fact that and i remember watching an interview where he was like yeah when i see a, a big kid i just think boom and it's like that's what i think and he's not over complicating anything or yeah he was just and he was such a great guy and had this kind of like childish purest love for the sport that just radiated through the television set ready through the game which grew the game more than probably any person has ever grown a game, to be honest. I'm, there could probably be some debate, but he's up there. So that was truly a sad loss. I was definitely sad about that, but, you know, it's cheesy to say, but they do say everybody dies twice the day you die in the time that the last person says your name. John Madden will never die in that sense because him and the NFL are synonymous. They are entangled for the rest of history. He was truly a giant of the game. Um and somebody that just made life 
better when it came to football. Um, and we could use some more John Maddens in all aspects of life. Um, but yeah, a true, true legend. And I think that's an ultimate testament to, to who he was. Yeah, I mean, you said, well, I think the, one of the craziest things is just like you think of his voice and how iconic his voice was. And then you remember, that's like, wasn't even his real job. And that's what's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like that was, you know, his after like, you know, being in the NFL job. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'll go, you know, do some color commentary. And, you know, that just took off from there. It's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. And you, a hell of a coach, did a great job of promoting minorities in the league and just doing everything. Like he was just a truly great, great ambassador of the game. Um, and a legend that unfortunately is now gone but lived a heck of a life and will always be remembered in a, a very positive way which i think is all we can hope for in this world um but yeah sure. sad sad news but a true true giant of the game and i will be watching that special very very soon on him um yeah me too but that is all i have um nothing else we will see you all later and as always peace hey.